0: Saturday. This is the Single Mom of Purpose. This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Gales Ministries. And I am coming on this evening to continue our discussion on discipleship. Um, I am coming from the book that is called Titled New Christian's Handbook, Everything Believers Need to Know. And it's by Max Anders. And if you've been listening, we are in chapter 8 now. We did chapter 7 a couple days ago. Uh, chapter 8 is, What Does the Holy Spirit Do? And the chapter at a glance is, Number 1, the Holy Spirit was active in the Old Testament. Number 2, the Holy Spirit was active in the New Testament. Number 3, the Holy Spirit applies salvation to the believer. Number four, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Number five, the Holy Spirit fills us. And number six, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts. So we're gonna jump right in, starting with the Holy Spirit was active in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit's role in the Old Testament was different than it is now. Number one, he helped create the world, Genesis 1, 2. Number two, he reveals God's truth to prophets. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17. In 2 Samuel 23, 2, David attributes his own words to the Holy Spirit. Number three, he empowered some individuals for service. He indwelt some people some of the time and empowered them to do what God wanted them to do. Joseph Genesis forty one thirty eight, 38 Joshua, Numbers 27-18, and Daniel in Daniel 5-11 were filled with the Holy Spirit. Moving on to so the Holy Spirit was active in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit conceived Jesus in Mary's womb and revealed to Mary what had happened, Luke one He gave Jesus power to serve God. He came upon Jesus at his baptism, Luke Three, 21 through 22 and empowered him to do god's will after that Luke four eighteen nineteen. 19. on the day of pentecost the holy spirit came upon the first believers appearing as flames of fire accompanied by the by a sound of a great rushing wind believers were gifted by the holy spirit to speak in tongues so that jews who were visiting jerusalem from from other countries Recognized in their own language what the believers were saying. Finally, the Holy Spirit empowered and led Christians to take the message of salvation to Jesus, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Acts one eight. Peter, Paul, and the writer to the Hebrews said that Scripture came from the Holy Spirit. Acts 28.25 Hebrews 3.7 also Hebrews 10:15 through 16 and 2 Peter 1:21 continuing and the holy spirit applies salvation to the believer. It was the job of Jesus to accomplish salvation for us. This he did with his incarnation, sinless life, death, burial, resurrection, ascension into heaven, and with his present ministry of praying for us. On the other hand, it is the Holy Spirit's job to apply salvation to the believer. He does this through five key ministries to us. Number one, conviction, causing us to see our sin and to desire righteousness, righteousness leading us to receive Christ as our Savior, John 16 Regeneration, causing our old dead spirit to be born again so that we are now spiritually alive. Titus 3.5 Indwelling, coming to live within us to help us live out our new life 1 Corinthians 6 19-20 Number 4 Baptism, placing us spiritually in the body of Christ 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 5 Sealing, marking us as God's own possession and guaranteeing our eternal salvation Ephesians 1 13 through 14. To remember the five major works of the Holy Spirit in our spiritual new birth, think of the acrostic, 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 cribs. So C is for conviction r is for regeneration i is for indwelling b is for baptism and s is for sealing okay and it says you put new babies in cribs moving on to the holy spirit as our helper the holy spirit is calling the original greek new testament our paraklete p-a-r-a-k-l-e-t-e this is translated into English several different ways. Comforter, counselor, helper, and even advocate. Jesus said in John 14, 16, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Jesus was the first helper. In 1 John 2:1, Jesus is called the advocate, which is also the word oh, paraclete. Now we have another one who will be with us forever forever. As our paraclete, hopefully I'm saying that right, the Holy Spirit does a number of things. He, one, helps us have inner assurance of salvation. Romans 8, 16. 2 helps us understand the Bible. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10 and 13. Number 3. Helps us understand God's ways. Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. Number four, helps us in our prayers. Romans 8, 26 through 27. Number four, helps our strength and faith and obedience. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. And number, nope, number six, help helps guides us. Romans 8, 14 helps us in many other ways some of which we probably aren't aware of and don't understand going into the Holy Spirit fills us in Ephesians 5.18 we are commanded to be filled with the Holy Spirit there are several different interpretations of what that means the Pentecostal charismatic interpretation neither rules out nor requires super normal experiences such as speaking in tongues many believe however that one consistent result of any spirit filling is spirit inspired speech whether tongues or prophecy acts 2 4 acts 4 and 4 31 acts 19 verse 6 the victorious christian life interpretation is that the filling of the spirit empowers a person for improved christian living and greater ministry there are conditions to be filled and when they are met the person is filled with the spirit dedicating one's life to the lord confessing sin and putting away sins you may be harboring asking to be filled and believing that you are filled even though you see or feel no evidence of it. The Word of Christ interpretation is that the filling is essentially the same as letting the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, in Colossians 3:16. The results of both filling and letting the Word of Christ dwell in you richly are identical, leading Bible teachers to believe that the causes are the same. To allow the word of Christ to dwell in us richly, we must read it, study it, memorize it, and meditate on it in a spirit of trust and obedience. Moving on to the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts. And I believe that is the last one. Yes, it is. A spiritual gift is a God-given ability for ministry to others. Each of us has received a spiritual gift, perhaps more than one. First Peter 4 10 says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. There is some confusion over the gifts in part. I think because there appear to be three different kinds of gifts. This is interesting right here. First, there are office gifts. Gifts which are given to those who serve the church at large in a specific capacity apostle, prophet, evangelist, or pastor teacher. That's Ephesians 4 11 12. Some believe that the offices of apostle and prophet have disappeared now that the foundation of the church has been laid. Ephesians 2 21 through 22 and that only evangelists and pastor teacher gifts remain others including Pentecostals charismatics and third wave Christians the Pentecostal and charismatic movements were the first two waves believe that all four gifts will remain until Jesus returns they acknowledge however that first-generation apostles and prophets were unique in their authority and ability. Second, there are service gifts, which are non-miraculous gifts that correspond to ministries that all of us should do. But some individuals are gifted for greater impact in those areas. Few people debate the legitimacy of these gifts. Most agree these gifts are alive and well in the church today. Number oh says third are the special gifts, which are miraculous or supernormal gifts that appear to be given for the purpose not only of meeting a need of the moment but also for validating the message of Christianity to those who have not previously received the message. We read of these gifts primarily in 1 Corinthians 12 4 through 11. let me share this so it says in a nutshell three kinds of gifts office gifts again people gifted to serve the church with a specific office or of apostle, prophet, evangelist or pastor teacher service gifts non-miraculous gifts that serve the well-being of the church in a rather normal way special gifts miraculous gifts that are a sign to others of the power of God okay in some cases the exercise of these gifts is used to build up christians first corinthians 14:4 4 through 5 and 22. yet in hebrews 2 4 they are said to have been for the purpose of validating the new message of salvation by grace through faith in jesus christians differ as to whether or not god intends these special gifts to operate today Pentecostal, charismatic, and third wave Christians believe that these gifts were given to the church until Christ returns both as an expression of the full gospel of Christ as well to validate the message of the gospel. Mainstream evangelical Christians recognize that these gifts were an expression of compassion and of the coming of the kingdom of God during the time of Christ. However, they generally hold that the gifts were primarily for the purpose of validating the new message of salvation by grace due faith in Jesus. And as that message was gradually established in the world, the purpose of the gifts gradually disappeared. Therefore, so did a proper use of gifts. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave that alone. Let me move on. Think about it. If you don't believe what the Bible says about the Spirit's roles... One, you would not be open to the level of ministry he wants to do in you went through you. Number two, you will have less appreciation for your salvation and less, less assurance of and security in your salvation. Three, if you have, but you will have less satisfaction in serving the Lord through others. Hmm. Okay. Conclusion. help others we are doing what god does every day for us whether you help someone in a big way or a small way you are imitating god okay so we have three questions let me ask you number one did you realize that the holy spirit did so much in your life what is the most interesting thing you learned number two what ministry of the holy spirit means the most to you number three what spiritual gifts do you think the holy spirit may have given you and what would you like to do with it i will answer the second part number three what would you like to do with it we should be using our gifts for the building up of the kingdom of god that's my response to that second part for the third question okay So the scripture that it gives us to memorize for this chapter is Titus 3, 5. And the prayer is, Dear Lord, thank you for saving me, for giving me the Holy Spirit, and for helping me live my Christian life. Help me grow in my faith and obedience to you. Amen. Okay, so that was chapter 8. Again, the chapter at a glance of the Holy Spirit was active in the Holy... I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit was active in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit was active in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit applies salvation to the believer. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit fills us. And the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts. And there were a bunch of scriptures to back up everything that is shared in this chapter and throughout this book. And that's one thing you want to do as a new believer and as a Old believer, you never want to take anything at face value. You always want to get in the word to verify whatever anybody says. And I've learned that for myself. I don't want somebody to say something, and if it doesn't confirm, if the Holy Spirit doesn't confirm it for me, I'm searching for it in the Bible because there are false prophets, they are false teachers, okay, they will feed you some stuff and have you believe in stuff that's not even in the Bible. So if you hear something, if you read something somewhere else other than the Bible, you want to check the source, okay? Okay, so the next time I come on, we're going to be in chapter 9, excuse me, in chapter 9, the title is How Did We Get a Bible? Okay, this book it look it has some good stuff in here good stuff good stuff good stuff how did we get the bible that's going to be interesting and then uh, chapter 10 is what is the story of the bible just giving you guys some things to look forward to what are the recurring themes in the bible that's chapter 11. and this book has 36 chapters so this is going to take us some time to get through hopefully i can double up and do twice a week Uh, because i still have my own studies i'm doing as well and trying to incorporate this i want to be obedient to what uh, god has placed on my heart for me to do Uh, so i want to be obedient in doing that but i do have um other things i'm trying to finish up as well so if I can fit in doing this twice a week, I will, so we can get through this book, so you guys can, you know, have some, um, information, you know, have some, uh, knowledge and understanding of what it is to be a Christian, a new believer, a follower of Christ, a disciple, okay, again, this is Discipleship 101, um, I am sharing with you guys out of the book called The New Christian's Handbook Everything Believers Need to Know by Max Anders okay so again I want to thank you all for listening I want to thank you all if you have been sharing this podcast with anyone else I thank you Um, and I will just continue to do this as the Holy Spirit leads me to do this um something that i um, never thought i would have done or would be doing but here i am you know that's what happens when you are a follower of the disciple a servant of the most high god you know you want to do what he wants you to do you want to be obedient you know it's not about me you know we are to when we become believers you know it is our duty to um go out and be fishers of men okay you want other people um you want to be around like-minded people okay so you have to share what you know and if you know something if you don't know anything get a book this is what i'm doing i took i found a book to help me to you know speak on this subject of discipleship of disciples Because I did not know a lot about it myself when I became a Christian. When I became a new believer, I did not know I was asking questions, asking questions, and going to this Bible study, and going to this church service, and going here and going there. And I needed more knowledge and understanding. So I started venturing out, getting books. I'm telling you, my bookshelves are overflowing because I love to read. I've always been a book nerd. And one thing about me. If I learn something or if I find out something, I'm going to share with others. I've never been that type of to hoard something to myself and like, go, oh, "This is mine. I'm not going to share with anybody else." Because you want other people to be freed and delivered from their life of sin. You know, because we become believers. Yes, we're still human. But we should try to strive to be better and not to not easily sin. Okay. Um, so again Single Mama Purpose this podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Gales Ministries you can find me on Instagram under the Single Mama Purpose Kingdom Gals Ministries you can find me on Twitter Kingdom Gales Ministries I have a Facebook group Kingdom Gales Ministries and my website KingdomGalesMinistries.com okay so we'll be talking to you guys shortly have an amazing evening enjoy the rest of your weekend and i will be coming back again with the next chapter in this book